You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Mary McCorp. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a good summer. Yeah, it got hot here. Yeah, I was going to say, summer seems to be lasting a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I'm just ready for fall now. We've got a break in the last couple of days. It's been really pretty. In fact, we went to a concert on Friday. We went to see Loverboy and also Foreigner, to which we left maybe a quarter of the way through that show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it took us... A half an hour to find the car and then another 45 minutes to get home. Oh my so, God. Yeah. 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 But it was perfect weather. It You're was right. It was really perfect. Fun. Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. And it was a good show. Lover Boy put on a great show and Foreigner with one original member put on a great show. Yeah. It was mentioned to me later that uh, maybe the one original guy from Foreigner was sick and was in the hospital during the show. So maybe we didn't see any original members. <laughs> So we saw a cover band. <laughs> Absolutely. But they crushed it. So uh, no shade mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. I kept thinking like, they don't have that many songs. And I was like, oh yeah, I know all of these songs. So it was fun. So many songs until they played what we didn't know. And it was slow. And we're like, and we're out. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> well, they like sat down and we were like, oh no, this is, this is not for mm-hmm. us. Actually, they just talked for half an hour after that. Like the whole time we were walking out of the venue to find the car. Like, are they still talking? Yeah, anyway, not they, just the lead singer. He was yeah. talking. The well, he was talking time. about Lewis and all kinds of people and his dad. I don't know. There was a lot going on there. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks for the dissertation. Anyway, it was good. It was a good show. It was a good show. Go out and see your concerts. I say go see some local bands. They're the ones mm-hmm. who really need your support. I think Foreigner's doing all right. I think financially, <laughs> they're set. Well, I mean, the song yeah. rights are going to somebody else, obviously. So obviously, but but not for Loverboy. I believe they get to keep all of the money that they earn. Well, hell's yeah. <laughs> obviously, the venues and that get money, but yeah. And he didn't throw a hip out. He I didn't. was really impressed. Yeah. The level of diehard Loverboy fans that I witnessed <laughs> was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the whitest show I've ever been to. And like, you know, we had discussed, I have been to see Jimmy Buffett. You would think that would be the whitest show, but no, this one I think was actually whiter. So yeah, I need to listen to I don't know, NWA or something just to get a right. To clear the palate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, okay guys. Um, to keep up with the nonsense that we're just really loving this summer. So enjoying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, okay, there is a video that's been going around the internet and everyone has seen it and we saw it and my first thought is there has got to be a documentary about it. And guess what? There is. So the video is girls riding what they call hobby horses. So it's a stick with a little stuffed horse head on the end that you play Mm -hmm. with as a kid. And these usually young girls between say 10 and 18, I think 
compete like they they like they're really writing it like they do jumps they do dressage and that's the mm-hmm. video that's been going around so we found the documentary called hobby horse revolution and is everything that you'd hope for it's an hour and 28 yes. minutes of sheer bliss uh yes released in 2017 all in finnish so <laughs> yep Subtitles, guys. Subtitles. Yeah. Oh, but uh, chef's kiss, in my opinion. It was so, so fun. Good. There were some serious moments. Some serious talk about, you know, how these yeah. girls found themselves in this mm-hmm. wholesome little hobby. Uh, but it's really fun. Yeah. It is. I found it on Peacock. And I think it's also mm-hmm. available on like Tubi and Freebie. There are several places you can see it. That's where I saw it was Tubi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So we're following essentially three girls. I'm not going to pronounce their last names because I'll slaughter them again. This is Finnish. We have mm-hmm. Miriam, Elsa, and Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And Miriam is I think probably the only brown girl in all of Finland. I'm guessing possible. there might be one other, but mm-hmm. she seems to be the only girl of color there. And she, you know, makes hobby horses for herself and she sells them for others. But um, her nickname is Aisku. Something very close. Which I looked it up and that's like a Lithuanian word. Yeah, we have no borders in this jam. It's so interesting though, because... All of the people that are featured have some things in common. They have a real name. They have a nickname or what I'm going to call like a performance name. They have a stable name. name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, A name for their stable, which is very official, right? Like, and your little horsies have names, but it's like in horse racing or whatever else you're representing a stable in this. And they have like some kind of social media accounts. They do specifically mention Instagram a couple times, but I don't know if all of this is going on Instagram. It was unclear. Also, possibly because I don't speak Finnish. I didn't catch all of it. (laughs) Right. You know, we're at the mercy of the the people doing the subtitles. Mm -hmm. So these girls treat their horses kind of like they're real. So that's where I'm a little bit confused. Okay. So I was talking, so John was watching it a little bit with me and we were talking, I said, I joked and said, this is the stepping stone. This is the uh, gateway drug to becoming a furry. And he was like, well, at least furries have an end game, right? It almost makes more sense. It's a weird fetish but it's a fetish nonetheless. Whereas this is just almost like they're pretending it's real. And, and, but on the other hand, I can almost understand this more because a lot of little girls want horses, right? But who can afford a horse? No, one. I mean, no one. Um, I wonder if it can be compared to like a cosplay situation. Like there's an element of Mm -hmm. imagination and there's an element of costume, right? So it may have some similarities there. Even in conversations, like I can understand, like during a competition, you're going to do some things that might kind of keep you in character as it were, but that is happening 
all the time in practices, in conversations. Uh, they are into it, which I, you know, I guess I'm not going to shit on that because again, as a coming from a kid who had a lot of imagination, this mm-hmm. is super cute. So you mentioned they're making these hobby horses and let me tell you how this goes. They are sewing like felt or some kind of, you know, fabric together and they have like yarn manes of various lengths and whatnot. And there's bridles and there's blankets and there's all kinds of shit. And they stuff them with pillow stuffing or whatnot. One lady said, we don't have any pillows left in this house because my kid just keeps, (laughs) and I was like, can you not buy batting over there? I'm not sure, but okay. (laughs) So they stuff them up and do like uh, pictures for Etsy or whatever platform you're selling them on. And then when they get purchased, they take all this stuff and out and just put them in a flat box and mail them to you. And I find that hilarious. I agree. I'm like, you unpuffed it. It's, it's a carcass, right? Oh, <laughs> it just seems very weird. It does. It's so, and they have very American Kennel Club names for these dogs or dogs. Yes. They are dogs, but also the horses. Like, the horses. It, they are, the level of pretentiousness is on key for any formal horse related activity. And I love it. Can we also mention that the horse names, when spoken either by the girls or in competition by judges, are said in English? Like it's blah, 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 hell on wheels, blah, 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 blah. And it's just <laughs> very weird that that bit is spoken in English. Right, right. I don't know why. I don't know. I think we need to infiltrate this inner circle. I want you to know. I looked it up because I had to know how much it costs. <laughs> okay. Love it. So we'll, we'll talk about the competition a little bit later, but I did look it up. And so um, it happened in June. The most recent one was June of this year. So we okay. can go next year to Finland next year. Oh, damn. I can't wait. <laughs> it's only about 20 bucks a ticket per person. Boom. Um, I think all that happiness of that region of the world is going to rub off on me if I go just even once. Do you think we'll come back glowing with happiness? I do. And just have the best sweaters. Mm. That's my plan. Okay. So we have Miriam, Elsa, and Alyssa. Miriam and Elsa are really the two we follow the most. I think Alyssa is a little bit older She's been doing it for a long time. She doesn't look Mm -hmm. like someone you would think that girl rides a hobby horse. She looks very hip, cool. She has half her head shaved. It's dyed. She wears a leather coat. Like, put her on a motorcycle. She'd look very comfortable. Yeah, she's very punk rock. Right, right. Yeah. I love the difference of the people, the variety of people that they show doing this. Mm -hmm. Right, You would think Finland, that everyone would look like a Viking or something. (laughs) But they're just Uh all over the spectrum. So that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, she she does videos. So mostly what we see from her are videos that she has done of herself or of others, which is interesting to me because other people have seen these videos and that has sparked their interest to do better, right? I think some people thought of it as just for fun and then saw these videos and decided, oh, it can be something more and decided to really work hard to become better at what they did. 
Right. What we formerly have always thought of as like a stage mom situation, like the filming and then the kind of pulling apart of your performance. She's setting to music and there's like slow-mo parts and all this kind of stuff. It's very artistically done, but I think it does inspire some of the other competitors to film themselves for critique and kind of a tightening of their techniques in certain ways. And I, I am saying technique in reference to hobby horsing. That's correct, everyone. So <laughs> good times. And can we talk about, it looks like when you're watching them, it doesn't necessarily seem like it's that much effort being put out when, especially when they're doing the dressage type thing, uh-huh. horses dancing, that's dressage, right? Right. So it's kind of like anything that demonstrates like obedience and training and technique, because this is not a a normal way a horse would move. Correct. So do you remember the, is it Lipizzan Stallions? Do you remember that being like a huge thing? Okay. So when I was a kid and into horses, they had like a, like a traveling show of these beautiful horses that would do all of this, like high stepping crisscross feet moving at an angle across the stage, not forwards or backwards, but like at an angle. So there was a lot of that was what this reminded me a lot of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of Snoop Dogg did commentary on dressage <laughs> once and he was like, oh, he's crip walking, yo. <laughs> okay. That's God, I love Snoop so much. Two things I need to put up on this, on the uh, socials. Two references. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Love that. <laughs> But what's interesting is these are young girls. They're in shape. Most of them, some of them look a bit more like me and girls. I'm sorry for that. But they, they get to the end of these routines because they have these routines set up and almost like dances, I guess. And they get to the mm-hmm. end and they can barely breathe. It's a lot, yeah. work, especially when they're doing the high steps and that continuously. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Ooh. So if nothing else, these girls are getting some exercise. That's for sure. I thought so too. And it does seem very wholesome, right? Like I will be interested to understand what the cost of some of this is, but it can't be too, yeah, like a limiting situation. Like these girls talk about how they have potentially several horses in their stable. And it seems to be a little bit of an evolution. Like maybe you start off with like a boat more basic horse and then you get up to like the fancy spirited horses because the horses have their own personality which is (laughs) interesting so yeah you get a lot of footage from the competitions which is the best even though they seem to take place in every high school gym you've ever seen (laughs) yes yeah yes so I did look up um for the Finnish championships the most recent one, I found the website for them. It is 18 euro per event that you want to register for, which is about $20. And for a spectator, it's between 15 and 18 euro, depending on what time you buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. And like I said, 18 euro per person for each event. So if you're going to do several events, it's 18 per you can also register for team events and it's 60 euro for the entire team, whether there's five people or a hundred people in the team, it doesn't matter. So it is not an expensive 
it's not expensive to go do these things. Like you have to travel to Helsinki if you're not from there. And Finland, I think, is a pretty big country. Mm -hmm. It's really long, right? Mm -hmm. But they have probably better public transit than we have here. So they just <laughs> hop on a train and get on down. Right, right. There is definitely a moment, especially at the opening, some of the first footage, they show uh, two kids, Miriam and some girl that goes unnamed the whole time. Mm -hmm. And they're waiting outside. What I'm going to say is like a playground or something like that. They don't want to go on the playground till these other kids clear out because I, there is a bit of inhibition for people to see what you're doing. And that is a little bit of a running theme throughout this, but finally they get a moment to go on, you know, kind of, you're looking for flat paved ground most of the time. So think of your public spaces mm -hmm. And that's where they start to practice and you kind of start to see some of what they're doing. So I just thought that was interesting that there's, you know, this isn't necessarily like a skating rink, like an ice rink where you like, you know, unless you're Tanya Harding, you have your own. <laughs> like, and she just was at the mall or whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, going on with cost, this is something that's happening in public, but I think that there is the kids feel a little bit, or they have been shamed because of their interests, which is such a bummer. It is. Cause like you said, it seems like a very wholesome hobby and we can sit here and kind of joke a little bit about it, mm -hmm. but I would rather my kid do this than the shit that I did as a kid. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Yes. And Miriam does talk about the fact that she doesn't want her other friends. So she's almost like two different people. She is one person with her hobby horse people, which she discusses how she's very positive. So she talks about how she's two different people. She's one person with her normal friends who can be, you know, happy or sad or pissy or, you know, all the range of emotions. And then when she's with her hobby horse friends, she's just generally happy and upbeat. And it seems like a really positive community that tries to lift each other up for the most part. And I can't imagine why any parent wouldn't want their kid to be in that kind of environment. Right. Other than the obvious bullying that's associated outside of that environment. Yeah. When these kids are left to their own devices, um, even though, so let's talk a little bit about Miriam again. She is coaching other kids, mostly younger kids she seems a little strict from time to time. I'm like, can you just let them have a water break? Good Lord. But yeah, she's coaching others. She also competes and seems to do very well most of the time, but she's investing in other people. And most of the time you see a lot of smiling and giggling and, you know, what I'm going to call critiques that are affirming you know, instead of like tearing people down, which I could definitely see that this has potential for the opposite, but at least what was portrayed to us was very good. So as a parent, I would think, okay, we've all got our weird, like secret lives. And if this is the worst they got, it's not so bad. <laughs> right. I think what's funny is at the first competition we see, we see all these kids and I don't see any parents. I'm like, where the fuck are their parents, right? Yeah, out drinking somewhere. <laughs> we do, unfortunately, see the parents a little bit later on. Some good, some bad. There's there's a, a little bit of 
drama in there. But but yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of parental oversight here, which is fine. These kids aren't doing anything wrong. It's just weird. Like I think if my kid came to me and said, hey, I got this horse stick thing and I would like to go run around <laughs> at a competition. Can you take me? I might question it a little bit at first, right? At first. And we don't talk about anybody just starting up. These seem to be kids that have been involved with it for a while. And again, you know, these are mid-teens. I don't know, let's say mid-age of 14-ish. So, I mean, they're they're old enough to do some of this shit on their own, which was kind of a unique thing about this, I guess. And maybe because they're all girls and somewhat responsible. I don't know. But it was, it was fun to watch that. Uh, you want to talk about Elsa a little bit? Let's do talk about Elsa a little bit. Okay. So her stable name is Avalon's Dancing Horses. I wish they gave some background on this. I would love to know where this came from. Again, it's in English, which I appreciate. And she has a friend named Rusa. And that was the first friend that she had that didn't want to play boring human games. Like we're humans. She wanted to play. They, they were animals. And again, I totally would have been that kid. She'd have been like, dinosaurs? Hells yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. and there were like three at the time, right? They were little kids mm-hmm. when they met and started doing this. And so that to me, I can see the evolution. Yeah. Of going this way. And again, it's a wholesome evolution, mm-hmm. right? I will say there's a little bit of, so there, Elsa's younger sister, I think, is in on this. And they are critiquing the shit out of this kid. And I was laughing so hard. Um, That's Rita. And they're just like, kind of being like, you know, stand up straight or hold the reins tighter, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, it's all fake. He's getting away from you. Oh, so good. (laughs) Another thing I want to say about this is these kids are practicing outside and there is so much nature. They are out on trails they're out in fields it is really sweet and again I say I think this is a bit of a cultural difference between us in the states where we love to be indoors and people in that region of the world who like to be out of doors so yeah even though it's cold a lot they're still outside all the time but if you're running around like this true you know working up some energy Mm -hmm. I would move to Finland in a heartbeat yeah. I mean, literally someone just had to be like, so you want to? Yep. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Maybe they need commentators for this shit. What do you think? <gasps> yeah. American commentators. Like we could bring our unique, by unique, I mean, horrible American <laughs> attitudes. Yes. Yes. I think I would be an amazing okay. color commentator. Like you'd be the main, like reasonable commentator. I would bring the like quippy side remarks. I think that we've got that's, a team. All right, let's market that. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. It. I'll probably cut this out, but I have to say it to you. Okay. Everyone else. I saw Elsa, and my first thought was, if I saw her, I would think, yeah, she rides a hobby horse. I have the same thought, and I think we should leave it in, because later they kind of explain that there is no judgment on your looks. Or basically your technique, unless it's the dressage portion of it, was what I understood. Unless you're actually competing, then there's judging involved. But just for funsies. Yes. So, yeah, she, Elsa has experienced bullying for her love of the sport. 
and it's really affected her. Like she mentions having been a, a really positive person. And then one stupid ass boy comes in and like really tears her down. She's still dealing with depression and all of that shit that's associated with um, some pretty hardcore bullying, which was, I don't know, eye opening that it's not just an American phenomenon. Right. Kids are horrible everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I make the comment that she does look like a girl that would ride a hobby horse. I joke about that. But in reality, she's a lovely girl. She has beautiful long hair. She's smiling all the time. She becomes an like she does art and stuff like that. And I'm like, she has all these skills. So, yeah. I think it's just that awkward time before you, you know, like this is the, for me, it would have been the perm, the glasses and the braces part of my life. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like I had headgear. Oh, the perms. I have no room to judge this kid. Right. Oh, I have so many awkward oh. pictures. Mine were worse at say like second, third grade. I had a nice bowl <laughs> haircut. I had bad perms. Maybe we should it post so that bad. as well. God damn. Oh, I totally <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I will send you some horrible pictures to post. <laughs> so that's right. Uh, Elsa, if you ever hear this, you're a special shining star and don't let us hash her vibe at all. Okay. We have no room to judge. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Even now I have no room to judge. Look at me now. I have a chin like Jay Leno guys. It's <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Good stuff. Goodness. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. They all three talk about bullying and being bullied for this hobby. Miriam is one that keeps it to herself more than the others for fear of what they'll say, of what her other friends will say. Like she has a completely separate group of friends that don't know that she does this. Yeah. Yeah. And how scary, because she talks about if you Google her name, that's what comes up is the hobby horse stuff. And so she's afraid she's going to be outed for lack of a better word. And that would be scary, right? If you're worried what they're going to say if they find out. Right. Yeah, because as a teen, I mean, I think it's pretty universal that you just want to fit in somewhere. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, for somebody who's kind of trying to play both sides, right? Because I think her other group of friends is a bit uh, ne'er-do-wells. Because <laughs> she gets in trouble with them, right? Like. She's had a little bit of issues with that. So she has. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. She at one point in this talks about how her mom decides to put her in a foster facility for like a month because she's never home. She's essentially not listening to her mother or doing whatever she wants. And I have two thoughts about that. Well, I have a lot, but My first is it broke my heart because as a kid, even if you're doing horrible things, you feel rejected, right? That would be horrible to feel like your family didn't want you around. But as a parent, I thought I can understand needing that break. Like someone else has got to deal with this for a minute because I can't. And in a country that seems to have a better social structure to be able to accommodate that and you know that your kid is going to be safe for a period of time where you take a break and they take a break and neither one of you will kill each other. I get it. 
Right. And they don't necessarily comment on the motivations of this, but Miriam herself kind of talks about like, yeah, I wasn't listening to my mom. I wasn't around like when she told me to be, I don't know if it came from a place of my mom doesn't know what else the fuck to do with me. (laughs) And you do see a little later, some interaction with her mom. And I thought Miriam was bratty as fuck there for a hot minute. Now there's probably some feelings there. They certainly don't discuss all that. So I hope that they have some therapy and get some really good help and work through that. It doesn't always seem to be that way. They seem to be okay a little bit later, but I'm like, holy shit. If you, Oh, there was a minute minute that I was like, Oh girl. That's when she, so she was, when she went into the foster facility, she was what they call grounded for two weeks for her own safety, for lack of a better phrase. And because she's a runaway. Um, and she had run away from there as well. So it seems like this maybe wasn't her first stint there. <laughs> yeah. And so after those two weeks, her mom, and I'm assuming her little sister, pick her up to go to a competition. And Miriam was in kind of coaching the little sister, but she didn't want to. This girl's maybe 10 at best. She's very little. And the mom's like, help her. She doesn't know what she's doing. And she's like, I can't possibly. She's horrible. And she was just, yeah, she was being really mean to both the mom and the little sister and on one hand I understand it because again she's very probably angry at her mom for sending her away oh yeah and probably angry at the little sister for getting to stay yeah even the little sister had nothing to do with it yeah it just yeah it just screams lashing out right yes and the mom dealt with it very well I would have been like oh girl we're leaving (laughs) right (laughs) Get your goddamn horses. We're going. I know. know. They're not riding up front. They're in the trunk. The trunk. Um, I'm putting them on the roof (laughs) in the rain. 100%. (laughs) Hope those eyeballs aren't marker. I digress. (laughs) I digress. Yeah, but it was hard to watch because, you know, I understand coming as being a horrible teenage daughter. (laughs) And now being a mother, I can kind of see both sides. And I think if that option was available, my mom would have sent me away too. (laughs) Shit. But I guess I did that on my own. But I do think it was a productive time for her because she really got some time to reflect on what she was doing, Mm -hmm. what her choices were and how they'd gotten her here. So we laugh about like, and take a look at all my life choices. But she did that kind of in a way that was helpful because she said, look, I knew I had two choices. And she decides that maybe she won't practice in the hallways of the reformatory or wherever the fuck she is. But she has decided that she is going to keep on that path because she doesn't get in trouble over there. She feels good over there. And everybody is uh, a lot more uplifting than her friends that, you know, I would say the typical teenager. So she's, she knows she's got a couple different options. And I love the fact that she chose one that was perhaps best for her. Yeah, I agree. And when she gets out and she's home, she's happier, happy to be home, right? You can appreciate it more because you're, you're there. Yeah. Just a sunnier outlook. And I'm not saying that you have to be pleasant to be worthwhile and lovable, But I think you do, as a human being, have choices, and it's powerful as a youngster to understand that there are options for you, and you can evaluate which one makes you feel better, 
and then perhaps go at that. Yeah. So let's talk about the Finnish championships. Oh, please. So first of all, when the registration opens, these girls are sitting on their phones like it's a goddamn Taylor Swift concert. They're screaming. They're hollering, trying to get in on the button, on the button, as soon as it opens. I agree. Those are exactly what I wrote in my notes. There's limited <laughs> acceptance. I mean, nothing drives a screaming girl like lack of abundance. I mean, there's multiple people, at least for Elsa, trying to get her registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her friend Rusa. So, I mean, it's just really funny. They're like, her mom's like, you can't put two people on one registration. And she's like, no. <laughs> like, And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Who among us hasn't been like, okay, at midnight, we're going to get in there. And, and it just <laughs> made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And Elsa didn't get in, right? They thought she did, but then her name wasn't on the list. So there were too many and she was too late. So yes. even though yes. literally they were like, it's one it's two o'clock. <laughs> go, go, go. And it was so funny. Yeah. And they said there were, had been, well, let's say the previous year, there had been 90 accepted applications. So, I mean, that's right. They don't give you any idea of how many tried to apply, but it's just but they're only like 2,000 people in Finland, right? So that's a pretty good... <laughs> oh, I've forgotten. Yes. Percentage. <laughs> Sorry, Finland. I know you're really, really populated. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Invite us over so we can see for ourselves. We need to count each one individually. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll do a census. Indeed. Ah. So Miriam gets in. We see Alyssa go, but I we don't ever see her compete in any of this. So... Again, I think she's almost past that point. We see her judging later. So Mm -hmm. I think maybe she's moved on to a different phase in the hobby horse evolution. And I'm going to say that I think the people who do the scoring and judging here are the same people that do the scoring and judging in the whistling competition. Yeah, it's not defined at all. But I'm going to tell you right now, those girls have the pointiest of toes. Very pointy. Yeah. So after the dressage competition, you have Miriam and her friend Jessica, who have placed very well in previous competitions, right? (laughs) Yes. Neither one place in this competition. And they were like, I think we did better than this person that Uh that got something. So Miriam's like, "Let let me see the scores. Can I see the scores? And they find out they had a better score than people who had placed, like in fourth and fifth place. But because they didn't have enough rosettes for everybody who tied, they picked one from the tied group and then moved on to the next score. It was the most bizarre. Instead of saying, okay, we have three people who score 107, they'll get Mm -hmm. second place and we just won't give any fourth or fifth or whatever. Right. They're like, we'll pick one. That person gets second. Then we'll go to someone who has 106 points. We'll give them third. And, And these two get left out entirely. It was very weird. Scandalous. Yeah. So there doesn't really seem to be much resolution because they said at that point the judges had left. Mm-hmm. I guess they probably were in high demand for the next one. It's just my interpretation. <laughs> they don't really talk about that. But I th- think really what happens that sucks is Miriam starts to lose a little bit of interest after this. You know, like I can imagine that you're like, well, this is borked. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. So. She retires her horse. Haters gonna hate. 
<laughs> and she calls that horse Hedda for short, which I love. And I actually thought was a person that she was practicing with at one point. But then I got hip to the scene and I was like, oh, oh that's a horse name. Okay. So she sends out like uh, a bit of an RIP situation on her socials that Hedda had gone to a farm upstate. I don't know. A glue factory. Really funny. Right. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She depuffed Hedda, put it, put her in a box and put her in a closet. And there yeah. she lies to the Like, extremely unceremoniously, too. She was like, fuck off. Like, Rah. you know, like, she's shoving it in there. <laughs> Which seems very teenager to me. And I was like, you're going to watch this later and be like, oh, it should have put like a rose in there or something. But no, none of that <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That was very funny to me. <laughs> oh, thank you to everyone who spent time with Hedda. I had her since she was just a baby. And I'm like, did you sew her together yourself? What <laughs> what's that entail? And I'm like, the name haters gonna hate. I just was like, Yeah. Yeah, great. That is the most teenage name ever. Oh, so yeah, so much. <laughs> and I think Okay, let's talk about Miriam a little bit. She is tall. She is willowy. Mm-hmm. She's got legs for days. I would think she's stunning. Yeah, she she ex- exudes a grace that I would think a show horse would, you know, kind of embody a lot of that, like that weird thing where they do where they jump on one foot and like hesitate before they jump on the other foot. Like it's just this real. I'm. She looks like she was made for this. And there are some kids like Elsa who I'm like, wow, I hope she grows into it because she's working her ass off. Yeah, she is. So anyway, it. but I'm like, no wonder Miriam is really good at this. She just looks like she's built to do it. Yes. Yeah. Poor Elsa. She really, the car's really not in it for her when it comes to this kind of thing, but she tries and it makes her happy. And that's, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably some of my shit working its way in there, too, because I'm a little bit awkward. Like, I can point one toe real good, but the other one just will not behave. I never would have been (laughs) able to pull this shit off. So I'm just like, stupid Mary with her stupid legs. So, yeah. Yeah. She decides to take a break and then comes back as a coach right she's like I can't handle the stress of competing myself anymore I just want to coach others which seems to be very good for her she seems happy doing it she seems supportive of her people so that's a good transition for her most of the time the only time she was not nice as a coach was when it was her little sister so I think (laughs) that was a whole different like I don't want to teach her kind of situation you know yes yeah that's fair I'll talk about Elsa for a minute So when she was being bullied, one of the things her mom did to try to help her was to take her to a therapy horse, like an actual horse named Fiona. But she loved Fiona. She was able to work through her depression with the horse, which is good. I mean, that's her purpose. Unfortunately, Fiona passed. That was very hard for Elsa. But I love that she's like, you know, I was able to take Fiona into me to the extent that I don't need that external rock touchstone anymore. 
I can be that myself. And I thought, you go, girl. You're awful young to figure that out because I'm still working on that shit. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so she starts drawing um, and does oil paintings in that. She does a lot of horses and she does some weird amalgamation. Is that the right <laughs> word? Horse, human, almost yeah. Greek tragedy-esque. Yeah. Yeah. There's some um, of that. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a bit much for me. Out of all of this, that's the one that I'm like, <laughs> that was mm. the one you were like, I'm going to pause you right there. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think horses that were associated with a lot of empathy and they, people respond well to horses for as big as they are. You'd think that'd be weird, but they terrify the fuck out of me. <laughs> They're huge. I think it's really sweet that her mom was like, you know what you need in your life? Some horse. And it worked out really well. And so she's been able to kind of leverage that, um, you know, finding her internal calmness and whatever. So I thought that was mm-hmm. really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And her parents seem so supportive of her. Mm-hmm. They take her to this art school to check it out because they know she's having a really hard time, the current school with the bullies and that, that she's not able to really be herself and she's become extremely introverted. Mm-hmm. And this school seemed to be a good fit, right? She felt comfortable. She felt like she could be herself there. And I love the fact that, like, listen, we want you to be you. Let's find what that takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I thought it was really funny that at one point she walks into a room and it's full of animal masks. And I was like, oh, she's found a home here. This looks like (laughs) it's right up her alley. So, yeah, it was cute. Everything she hoped and dreamed Mm -hmm. it would be. Yeah. So lastly, we'll talk a little bit. Well, not lastly, but of the three girls, we'll talk about Alyssa, who, like I said, was a little bit older. We see her get her license. Mm-hmm. We see her move out. Yep. On her own. She takes her horses with her. Mm-hmm. And then we see her judging a competition. So this is, I'm not sure if it's another championship. I'm not sure if they're all championships, but this last competition we see... We have Miriam's students that she's teaching, competing. Right. Um, we have Elsa watching, because I don't think she competed in it, but she was there. Sure. And we, we have Alyssa judging. Mm-hmm. And so it's a nice culmination. I loved seeing Miriam being so supportive of her people, of her kids. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Yeah. She was just so happy for them and rooting them on and excited. It seemed like a really good place for her to be right yeah and you can tell she just looks happy like just in her mannerisms and all of that yeah her student ada at first i called her blonde girl because she didn't have a name until like they announced her (laughs) the list of winners and i was like oh ada okay Mm -hmm. so her dressage performance with those high knees was I was going to say second to none, but technically it was second to one. Because <laughs> she went second, right, in this in this part of the mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. Yeah. And some of her other students did very well in one mm-hmm. places. Uh, Rosettes, medals, I don't know what they get. Can we talk about the high jumps? Yeah. those Some of them were really high. Like head high. And it's, <laughs> it's like a hurdle, but not the same form right like usually like a kid takes one leg over but the other one's kind of bunched underneath you instead of behind Mm -hmm. you 
And you got to get that horse and stick over too. Yes. And keep control of the horse and stick, right? Like, right. Like with the reins in that, you've got to keep control of this floppy thing. Because a right. real horse has a little bit more structure to it. <laughs> this thing is a bit <laughs> floppy. Right. So evidently just as unruly though, because they keep talking about like, oh, he's just so spirited or whatever. And I'm like, oh, is he here? <laughs> so is he listening uh, better today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I'm performing horribly. Yeah. Opposite limbo, right? Like limbo, you're trying to get under the lowest where this is, you're trying to get over to the highest. And there were a couple of times I'm like, is there a trampoline on the other side? How are they getting up this high? So it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. They get to the end and they're like barely breathing. And I'm yeah. like, yes, I'm barely breathing. And I just watched you do it. Indeed. Good for you. Right. Ugh. So after the competition, they go outside and they have, they call it a flash mob, but it wasn't really a flash mob because usually flash mobs are not one announced. <laughs> That's what I wondered. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> this was a more organized uh, event, if you will. Yeah. And Alyssa was like, she had a megaphone. And so she just kind of said, hey, we are of the hobby horse it's... guild. I don't know what she said. Yeah. There you go. Ists. Uh-huh. Hobby, hobby horses. Ists. Mm-hmm. And there are thousands of us across Finland. We're a very big group. And, you know, just kind of like, listen, we're loud, we're proud, we're here, we're queer. I don't know. And did, you, did you expect her to start talking about Pussy Riot? Because I kind of did. I was like, <laughs> she looks like she's going to go yes. there rather than a hobby horses. It was so adorable. <laughs> I know. I know. And then they all got other sticks and they were organized walking. It was great. And, 100%. But the best part of it was you had, uh, like, Elsa was on the side watching it. I think she was about to cry because, you know, mm-hmm. these are people who somewhat hide what they do because they're afraid of being mocked. And here they're like, we're out in the open. Deal with it. There are a lot of us. We're not hurting anyone. Calm down. Yeah. And it was just really sweet to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found this very uplifting. I mean, sort of we're closing in on final comments here. And I, I have two comments to make. Number one, there were several times in the documentary where they used yellow font on a light background. And I was like, I'm old. I can't fucking read this. I didn't have a problem with that, but Netflix is really bad about using the wrong color (laughs) font. You can't really see it. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's neither here nor there, but they did give up couple cute wrap-ups, which I always like, because uh, I'm so invested in the people. They talk about Elsa, and again, she sort of demonstrated that she's really happy despite being bullied because she's found this group. They mentioned she does take a gap year as she's dealing with her depression, but in 2017, she's applying to different art schools and art schools so she can, you know, kind of move forward. I thought that was sweet. Yep. Alyssa lives in Helsinki. She's studying bioanalytics. Go girl. She makes hobby horses, coaches younger riders, and runs a popular hobby horse Instagram account. She's definitely our peeps in the science. 100%. And then uh, Miriam, she's graduated. Um, She got some pretty decent grades coming from a comprehensive school or whatever they call that. She's now setting to be a horse groom, and that's how they said it, a horse groom at an equine college. 
2017, and she is holding hobby horse camps at her home. Yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that there are hobby horse camps, and she went to one, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and they, like, take them in the water and stuff, and they're, like, running through fields in the woods, and they look like they are having a blast. Yes, and I just wanted to know how much that costs. And the music that they chose for this was pretty, pretty good. It was fun. Yeah. 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 So the last blurb they put on there was there are now about 10,000 hobby horses in Finland. This is of like, what, 2017 when this mm-hmm. was released. Mm-hmm. The hobby is increasingly popular. Thousands of horses in Sweden and more and more enthusiasts all over the world. I did look it up and there are um, competitions here at least twice a year. Yeah. In the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay. At, and it's you. at like a professional, like where they do horse stuff normally. Mm-hmm. They've opened it up for this, for the hobby horses, horses, horses. Um, <laughs> and like the jumps and stuff, they are very reminiscent of what you would see in like those kind of shows. They look very similar, mm-hmm. almost like it's the same with the dog competitions, right? The dog jumping or the agility. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very reminiscent of those kinds of things. So it looks super pro and I loved it. Yeah, I went into this thinking that it was going to be much more ridiculous Mm -hmm. than it was, right? Because when you see just a snippet of it, it does seem very ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But what you learn about these girls and kind of what they've gone through and how genuinely happy this makes them, one, Mm -hmm. and how innocent it is, right? It's just lovely. Right. I too was prepared to dunk on it, but uh, found myself not doing that because number one, this is a female sport. And I'm going to put, again, say it's a sport because they're working their asses off. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's just for a particular crowd of kids. And I love those kids. Those, the dreamers, right. The Mm -hmm. possible weirdos. And I love that because that's who I am. Right. So it was really cute. I liked it a lot. And yeah. I would totally go to a competition. I'm telling you, next year, Helsinki, <laughs> June 2024. Watch out for the errands. We're in. It's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also want to know who sponsors these. Like, do they have like Tyco as a sponsor? <laughs> Mattel? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. And it is really cute because they have anything that they can put in this to give more credence to it. So at least at a few of the camps, there were stables where the horses were and there was like grooming accoutrement and stuff. It was very interesting. So they have really made it their own. And I super dig that. Did you have a selection today for honorary Aaron? I actually chose Alyssa as an honorary Aaron, just because she makes me think of me all punk rock and fun and like I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and we're here I mean I was never a hobby horse is I don't even think I had a hobby horse as a kid but I can get behind someone who's like it makes me happy I'm gonna fucking do it yeah I don't and she shaved part of her head that makes me happy (laughs) I picked her too (laughs) Alyssa because she's doing something that nobody else is doing she's obviously evolving and I thought that was some big Mm -hmm. Aaron energy that she's bringing with yeah. her. So, uh, yeah, I dug that about her. 
And she's doing the science now. So of yeah. course she's an Aaron. Yes. I love it. Ups. Okay. Okay. Sticking with the Uber weird. What are we doing next week, Erin? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> this documentary brought to you by one Erin McCourt, Lord of the Weens. <laughs> a documentary with a weird spelling because this, my friends, is about wiener dogs, <laughs> a.k.a. Dash Hounds. Dachshunds. Dachshunds. Yeah. Yes. It's the 2005 jam. Uh, it's 25 minutes long, which is, I mean, they didn't even need any more time to show you how awesome this is. And I believe it's a feature of a wiener dog race combo costume contest. I am here for it. <laughs> here for it. As soon as I saw in California that the winner of the wiener race was Beanie Von Weenie this year. <laughs> I had to find a documentary on it. Now, this is in Texas, not California, but still. Right. I'm so excited to watch this. Yeah, me too. I mean, I appreciate a wiener dog. They are a ridiculous animal. So cute. And sometimes very mean, but, you know, from a distance, (laughs) cute. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, point I thought they were the uh, statistically dog most likely to bite you. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't have any reference for that. So, you know, just stuff I heard. I mean, heard it in passing. It's probably true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we will ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on the Instagram and the Twitters and the Facebook mm-hmm. at Go Doc Yourself and mm-hmm. our website, GoDocYourself.com. Give us, I don't know, suggestions, thumbs up, criticism, Come whatever. Come with our ridiculous posts that we've got several ideas for just in talking today so that was good news <laughs> snoop dog here we come wow. which would be appropriate yeah. for next week too all things considered <laughs> truth we're on brand if nothing else yeah yeah yep uh have a lovely week and we will talk to you next week all right later bye, bye.